Welcome to Six Degrees of Rumination with your hosts, Nina Boyd, Reno Gorman, and producer Mike. So we got some cool articles in this week's episode. We got stuff about uh, 3D printing. Yeah, where, like you can draw things in the air. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 3D things. We've got um, stories about gecko skin, like synthetic gecko skin. Yeah, For lasers. Gecko lover- <laughs> lovers out there. <laughs> that makes it sound like... <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen there. <laughs> Gecko skin condoms. Yeah, you know? right. They're kind of sticky. I don't know. Anyways, um, lasers making rain to wipe off all that gecko-ness. <laughs> and what happens when we fall in love? Like what's happening in our brain? Aww. We're going to start off with licks. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of geckos and falling in love yeah. and all kinds of stuff. So there is this really cool uh, Kickstarter project that... Um, we found online and it, it goes along with everything we usually talk about, about 3d printing and all those things. So, um, I guess I don't even know if it's a company or just a few people or what you can probably click the link to get more information. We just watched the video, but they developed this pen, um, that you can, uh, draw in the air with. So instead of having ink that comes out onto paper, um, I think they all started on a surface, right? And then they Mm -hmm. made it like, yeah. Just so it's connected to something. So you start on a surface, it could be anything, and you draw, and then you can like slowly raise the pen up into the air, and this stuff will come out of it. Is it like... I think it's uh, plastic. Okay, yeah. yeah. Plastic will come out of it. It looks like it's only black. Yeah, but they said colored. So I, w- I imagine they can have colored plastic. That would be so cool. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the video, you see people drawing all kinds of complicated things, and you see the finished projects like sculptures and like figurative drawing and um, little like models of things. And and you can also take um, that plastic creation and fold it pretty easily into any mm-hmm. shape you want. So I got really excited watching the video because I, I'm an artist and I think it would be cool to do an entire scene in the air. And you could just like pick it up and carry it around with you. And, you know, I mean, much <laughs> like a drawing, I guess, but yeah. you know, it's That's cool. It's freestanding. Yeah, yeah. And you can, you can form it like a, like a wire model. It's cool. Any ideas of what you could, what you might do with it? I would probably actually well this might be a more complicated tool than you would need for this kind of thing but like planning out a room like where would i want to put this where would i want to put that you know and you could sort of like sketch it out and have it be the same size without having to actually move the furniture until you wanted to what if you could erase Uh, yeah (laughs) it's a good point crumple it up and like (laughs) you just draw backwards yeah exactly right so that's a good point what do you do with all of it when you yeah like if you mess up you're fucked yeah yeah. The same with ink though. Well, I don't know. I mean, you can Well, with ink, like usually with ink drawings, you can um you do it on really really thick paper, like cold press watercolor paper, and if you want to get rid of an ink line, you can take an Exacto knife and scratch out the ink. Oh, really? And it only removes like a little bit of the top layer of paper, mm-hmm. but it's not noticeable enough, you know. I mean, like huh. that's I did not know that. You know, you can do that. Yeah, you can show off that knowledge later if you need to. I'm sure you could take a razor and just cut your 3D you could. printed thing and just draw and connect. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You could, you but then you, like, you've wasted the plastic. Um, it's. I'm sure it's recyclable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if I'm it, not sure it's recyclable. <laughs> you sounded pretty sure. Yeah. So anyway, if anyone's interested in this, um, a lot of people have backed the project. In fact, like what they have, they do have like 30 more since yeah. we started talking. Exactly. By the time this gets published and posted online, it's gotta be, be like psh- sky's the limit. Yeah. Oh man, too bad we didn't have that one. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, 
then this kind of technology, 3D printing, is really um, applicable to a lot of different things. There's this article we found about how 3D printing um, casts could um, be better than that like paper mache shit they use for your casts nowadays. Like um, that stuff is crap. Yeah. <laughs> you would know, Reno. I, I have never worn a cast. Oh, really? You Wait, break enough shit. You didn't have a cast on your heel? The I mean, I guess they couldn't no. have really... Well, yeah. you had a cast. No, I had like Ever? ace bandage, yeah. Oh, didn't we all sign that or something? No. Lame like that. I, I just seem to remember. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm making stuff up. <coughs> I remember when I broke my leg, they didn't give me a cast either. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like as soon as I could, I was moving my my foot around and trying to you know get as much movement as I can, and the cast is just well, going to be stuck I'm still. I'm kind of glad. Just cast it aside. They, they really <laughs> fucked up when I broke my leg. Like, they didn't know that I broke my leg at first, like, how did they not know? <laughs> well, they took the X-ray, and it, it was, this was really late at night when I broke my leg too. So I had like the the, the late night shift at the ER. You know, the, the I don't give a they fuck. Put all the rookies there, and they were busy talking about a soap opera. And like mm-hmm. I went and took my X-ray and everything, and like we sat in the room for like two hours. We were the Gosh. only people there too. <laughs> and they came oh, back, shit. and they came back, and they're like, "You're still here." I'm like, "The fuck else would I be?" You know? <laughs> shit. And I'm like, "You didn't break your leg," and they made me walk out on it. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Then they called, called me the next morning. Oh, you did break your leg because the, the X-ray tech looked at it the next morning. Yeah, like Not the, the, the doctor. Were they high or something? I th- well, they kept maybe. asking me if I was high. So I don't they know. Maybe they were trying to score. Right. They were like, oh, "Are you hey. sure you're not high, sir?" Yeah. They kept, like they asked me like. Have you been drinking or doing drugs? I'm like, well, I've been drinking, but I haven't been doing any drugs. They're like, are you sure you're not high? I'm sure I'm not high. Are you sure? Do you like, know anyone who is high? They're like, are you sure you didn't smoke any weed tonight? I'm like, how many fucking times are you going to ask me this? I didn't <laughs> smoke any goddamn weed. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. And then when they told me, uh, and then I asked them the next day when they made me go back. And when I went back, they were like, why are you here? Because you fucking <laughs> called me. That's why. But when I came back, they they asked, "Do you want to cast?" I'm like, "Do I need one?" Like, well, we'll have to cut your pants. I'm like, "Fuck it, get me out of here." So there you go. I could print one up if I needed. I don't know why I told that story. It has nothing to do with 3D printing. Never no, mind. We I'm actually out. are going to talk about um, <laughs> a cast. Yeah. Yeah. So um, basically, the 3D printing um, it kind of looks like almost like a mesh, like a thick mesh netting around the fracture. So in the picture here, they got a picture of a guy with a broken arm. And so um, it, it looks pretty cool. I think kids would want to have their arms broken just so they could put one of these on, especially the goth kids. Yeah. Um, they have a goth fight club. <laughs> crybabies. Um, let's see here. So the designer um, adopted the idea of using low-intensity pulsed ultrasound to speed bone regrowth. Pulses of sound waves too high frequency to hear have been shown to increase incorporation of calcium ions in culture and cartilage in bone cells, as well as increasing the expression of genes known to assist in healing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's, so it's like not just the 3D engineering. printing. It's like ultrasound to help with the healing. Um. And again, I think that's way better because... That's why I told the story. Oh. If I had a cast, it would have fucked with it because I had edema, like, really, really bad from the oh, leg really? break, and my leg just swelled up huge. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe they knew Okay, so there was a point to that story, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Yeah, and this th- and the 3D cast would, would be able to breathe and it expand. Um, See? Um, and stretch a bit with your um, 
with your fracture or with your arm or mm-hmm. with your leg or whatever. So, see, I know what I'm doing, ladies and gentlemen. I just forget sometimes. It's Alzheimer's. Yeah, <laughs> getting old, ladies and gentlemen, getting old. You know, you still haven't broken a bone yet. Have I nothing. have never broken anything, so. Yeah. Missing out. Uh, yeah. You need to start yeah. doing stupid shit like what sure. Reno and I yeah. do. Come on. She needs to start drinking first. Do you want to Okay. I'll start and then you'll jump in and take over yeah. and correct me. Right. Okay. So Harvard's Weiss Institute for Biologically Inspired Engineering has developed the first DNA nano device that can survive the body's immune defenses. Reno. So, yeah, basically, if <laughs> we were to... I'm just kidding. I can keep going. Oh, come on. Well, go ahead. <laughs> All right. All right. So, basically, like, um, you put anything in your body, your immune system is going to attack it and assess it. But they were able to um, mimic a virus and, like, basically, like, the shape of the virus and how it folds itself in and surrounds itself with um, uh, protein and phosphorus... Phosphorus... Phospholid... Where did it go? Phospholipid. Yeah. Phospholipid. There you yeah. go. So that's why you're doing it. So basically, they, they describe it as kind of like, um, like, um, like DNA origami. Like they, so they can mm-hmm. fold up like a, a nano, um, a nanoly constructed robot. Yeah, a nano robot. Yeah. yeah, and just fold it in the shape of this virus that's able to evade um, our immune system and our our. Our immune system wasn't able to like attack it or destroy the robot. So they're thinking with these like nano robots, these nano devices, they could throw them like in our body, in our bloodstream, in our brain. Just throw them in just there. Just throw them in there. Maybe maybe fold it. into a paper airplane, yeah. origami, and <laughs> right there. Fold it into a needle and then put it. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you know it could um, take measurements uh, directly inside your body. It could. Um, you could uh, detect cancer. Detect cancer or just treat specific cells or, you know, cancers or tumors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it's definitely a, a huge step in, uh, you know, being able to treat cancer and other medical conditions. Yeah. So. I was looking back to see Hi. what it was made of. Um, what was that? <laughs> oh, the cats knocked over their food dish. Like, what do they actually make it out of? Cats, I think. Yeah, yeah, that no. would work. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, it blows my mind that they can create robots like yeah. that small. I know, but they can. They can do it. But it's also kind of scary too, because then they could put, they can make these nano devices, and they could use it as like biological weapons. They could inject it into your, into an enemy's bloodstream mm-hmm. or whatever, or poison someone, and you would never, you'd never know it. Cool. It's <laughs> crazy. But I think the whole point, like the reason why they were working so hard on this is because at first, like before they developed that sort of skin that mimics the virus that they put over it, um, when they tested it in mice, the mice would just basically like pee or poop it out, basically. They would mm. digest it and then off mm. it would go. Yeah. So now it can stay in your body and your body doesn't try to get rid of it or <laughs> attack it. Like it doesn't treat it as something. <laughs> hey, it's food. Yeah. Right. Like, no, that's our robot that we just built. <laughs> Mm, nano robots mm. nothing like them nano gravy <laughs> me a band name yeah yeah uh-huh. how's the chocolate it's good it's, it's pretty good i've had quite a bit of chocolate yeah. yeah 
chocolate overload. That's all right. Nina always buys chocolate with weird like fruit. It's gloop, not weird. It's Ghirardelli's chocolate with raspberry in, in it. It's it. delicious. I like yeah, dark just chocolate with like mint or like nuts in it. Just I don't almonds. like nuts in it. Peanuts? Ruins peanut it. butter? No. Really? Whoa. Peanut butter? Peanut butter? I don't like having to deal with oh, like Christmas time. Uh, of all places we went to, was it chocolate. Marshall's or wherever the fuck it was? Cost plus. No, it was Marshall's. Yeah. Okay. Fucking Reese's peanut butter cup. That oh, big. Yeah. It was bigger it's than the size of a softball. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. seriously, like I put way bigger than a nano robot. Like <laughs> I took a picture of it and put it next to a potato, and it was bigger than the potato. I was just like, "Fuck yes." Yeah. Yeah. This is why I'm fat, people. Well, no. <laughs> How many of those did you eat? I ate the whole thing at once. There's just so that one. Yeah, just dude. I was just like, hard. <laughs> yeah. Did you chew? Kinda. <laughs> Yeah, chocolate peanut butter stuff's like my favorite. Yeah, dude. Reese's peanut butter cups, all that shit. Oh, yeah. so fucking good. Reese's peanut butter ice cream. I was so just going like, chunks of peanut butter. Yeah, dude. Like, Nina saw me do I bought this carton of ice cream. It was just chocolate. She bought her weird whatever the fuck berry bullshit. I believe I bought chocolate and <laughs> vanilla. No. Is what I bought. She always yeah, buys these weird, she always buys these weird fucking flavors and ends up eating mine. I don't buy yeah. weird flavors. Yeah, you Sometimes do. I get strawberry. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway. I just think it's funny how you guys are talking more about chocolate than I am. Like the two guys in the podcast are going on about chocolate and peanut butter and ice cream. Well, it tastes good. Yeah, anyway. It's just a little funny. Uh, she watched me putting like glops of peanut butter in my chocolate ice cream. She's like, what are you doing? You're wasting peanut butter. I'm like, the fuck no way why yeah, it's so good gross no way why would you want to have like cold chocolate cold chocolate that's like the best <laughs> like, way to I, eat yeah chocolate. i mean like ice someone didn't have any chocolate milk it? when they grew up apparently i did i mean i keep my <laughs> chocolate bars in the refrigerator but i just so what do you ice cream with cold chocolate in it like mixed together is like too much it's goofiness. good well, oh it's so that's good why he freeze the peanut butter in there like that's why he I, didn't do that he put it in afterwards well, yeah. it's good that way too yeah I mean, well, that's the ice cream no, will not. the ice cream will bring the peanut butter down to a cool temperature. Right, well, I'm glad that there's science involved. Yes, in yeah. yeah, the molecules are moving slower Entropy. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sticky Speaking peanut of butter situations, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So geckos have um, sort of like sticky-ish type of skin, but really they have just kind of like. Um, kind of like a bristly um, type of um, skin, like, sort of like fingers, <laughs> like a million little fibers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you look underneath the microscope, you'd see um, underneath the microscope, like uh, through the if you look through a microscope, <laughs> through the viewing lens, <laughs> through the looking glass, you'd see the microscope. You'd see that it's got like a bunch of little bristles. Um, it kind of reminds me of kind of like Velcro, sort of. Okay. Kind of looks like yeah. Uh, that bristles of Velcro. It's pretty so sticky. that's and and geckos can you know they can climb up walls and rocks and they can hang upside down on surfaces, and so. And they don't fall. No, yeah, and they don't fall. Yeah, that yeah. wouldn't be very impressive no, they if they like <laughs> run up a wall and then they fall off. <laughs> Damn, that's slippery. Yeah. Well, I'm leaving. Did you pour yourself it, you know. a glass of milk? No, okay. Put peanut butter in it. All that talk about well, no, the <laughs> chocolate. The um, our refrigerator refrigerator is not working correctly, so I tried to pour some orange juice in a glass, and it's half frozen. So Slushy. it just kind of like oh, all sweet. Ke- but you, I, it, you like. But the though, thing yeah. is, is like I have this big glass of orange juice. I didn't mean to pour that much. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, anyways, I think uh, they said that in this um, 
article that scientists have been trying to kind of mimic the gecko's uh, sticky skin. Mm-hmm. They've only been able to work on glass and they get stuff to work on glass, but they haven't been able to make it work on other surfaces until now. Oh my God. <laughs> Take it over. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. I wasn't really paying attention. No, I'm just kidding. So there's this video um, in the article that shows these two students basically trying out Gek skin, which is what they call this product. Um, and I think the difference was, where does it talk about this thing right here? So it says, unlike other gecko-like materials, the invention that they made <laughs> does not rely on mimicking the tiny nanoscopic hairs, so like the Velcro things, mm-hmm. but it builds on the draping adhesion. And apparently that comes from how gecko's skin and tendons and bones are all integrated like differently than ours. So I guess that's what allows them to stick. It allows them to maximize stiffness. I'm, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it allows them to... Okay, anyways... That's what it says. Yeah. I know. I know. That's what it says. Yeah. Well, it's still maximizing, maximizing stiffness. stiffness. That's the That's important the problem part. problem with adhesives these days. They it's don't maximize Alzheimer's. the stiffness. Yeah, like you can't. <laughs> 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 All right. Anyway, so it's called Gek Skin. And like Reno said, um, until now, this stuff has only been able to stick to glass. But in the video, it shows these guys going around with, um, I guess it's a tablet. Right? Is that what they're doing? Yeah, it looks like they got like, like a monitor a, of some sort. Yeah, some like flat screen monitor. And yeah. It looks like they have like a piece of like clear tape, but it's this gecko gek skin. Gek skin. And uh, so I, as far as I can tell, like it doesn't lose its ad- adhesiveness. Mm-hmm. So it they maximizes stiffness too. <laughs> I just want to cl- make sure that comes across. That's like the funniest part of the article. Yeah. I'm going to title episode. the episode. Yeah. <laughs> How to maximize stiffness. Your stiffness maximized. <laughs> yes, there we go. That's perfect. So they go around and they stick this monitor or screen or whatever to um, different set, um, like wall surfaces, like um, drywall and then curved walls and faculty windows. And non-faculty windows. Right. And, um, untreated outdoor glass. Yes. Metal. Yeah. Wood. Right. Everything except their own bodies, basically. I wonder if it would stick to them. I think it would. Maybe. Like, I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's, yeah, it's almost like a universal tape adhesive and it just doesn't lose its stickiness. Yeah. But I wonder, because in the video, they only show it being used to hold stuff up. I'm pretty sure that there's other things you could use. Like when we first opened it and you made the joke, like, oh, you could have gloves of this. Yeah. I thought you were actually serious. Like, that's what it said. No, yeah, that'd but be you cool. Could do that. Yeah, then you could just climb up walls and right. stuff. I mean, if it can hold up a tablet, clearly it can hold up, you know, someone who Reno, weighs. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> you weigh as much as a tablet. <laughs> Imagine the kind of acroyoga you could do if you had those gloves. Oh, man. Like, oh, you yeah. guys could both wear the gloves, mm-hmm. maybe, and then you could, like, do cartwheels together or something, and you'd be stuck together. That'd be pretty sweet. I don't know. I'm going to have to get some of these gecks skin. Or someone, like, you could put a whole suit of it on, and then your partner <laughs> could, like, throw you against a wall. <laughs> like this. Yeah. Oh, the fun that could be had with a gecks skin That's suit. That's right. Yes. You'd be, like, Spider-Man or Gecko Man. You could. Yeah. Or you'd just be stuck in one spot. But I don't like, think you'd be able to be able to climb up into clouds, though. I probably don't think it, not. I don't think they'd adhere to clouds. Yeah, or lasers. Or lasers. Yeah. Lasers are not very adhesive. <coughs> so, lasers can do all kinds of fun stuff. Um, the researchers at the University of Central Florida's College of Optics and Photonics and University of Arizona have further developed a new technique to aim a high-energy laser beam into clouds 
to make it rain or to trigger lightning. Awesome. Um, the ultimate rain dance. <laughs> Laser party. Um, the thing is, it does I see it now. Weather warfare. Yeah. 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 See, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, okay, yeah, they're going to make it rain. <laughs> make it rain. <laughs> but um, in principle, th- what they got um, going on wouldn't be able to go more than 50 meters. Oh. So it'd be like, make it rain on my neighbors. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, basically it's just a high energy beam blasted um, into the clouds and it basically creates um, water condensation That's and it makes cool. it um, rain. Um, but they can't make it go very far. So they, they, they're they trying to get like these little like um, rings that will help keep the laser beam concentrated enough and mm. make it blast farther enough uh, to make it, you know, rain over Iran or something. Yeah, because, you know. <laughs> They, they wouldn't know what, what to do. <laughs> They've never seen rain before, I think. <laughs> I don't think it rains in Iran. Um, this could obviously have maybe... Um, applications, applications for the military? For the military, of course. Yeah, right. But it could be useful for like, you know, I don't know if the whole entire state of California is in a drought, you know, mm-hmm. could make it yeah, rain. maybe, right. Yeah. yeah. And it'd be local. Mm-hmm. You know, it's only 50 meters away, so get <laughs> mountain on an airplane. Um Sounds like it's still kind of in the works. Yeah. Um, but it is um, uh, supported with a $7.5 million grant from the Department of Defense. Oh, the Department of Defense. Right. Yeah. DOD oh. has got their hands on all the laser projects. Yeah. Yeah. So, rain's coming your way. Yes. Um, so, a lot of these... A lot of our stories have been about like kind of like mimicking uh, nature, mm-hmm. like synthesizing rain and uh, gecko skin. Gecko skin. Mm-hmm. There is a plant that is like a chameleon. It can disguise itself as the plant next to it that's growing off of. I've never whatever. seen that plant. You probably have. You just don't know. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought this was really interesting. I don't even know like when they discovered. I think they just now discovered it. Just now, like just now, whoa, today. God, um, we're on it. 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see here. They there's been other plants that they know of that could do this, like the Australian mistletoes. Mm-hmm. Um, the leaves will mimic the host. Um, this new one is the woody vine called Bacilla trifoliolata. That sounds like a mimicry plant to but me. Yeah, that's what we should call it. Mm-hmm. Um. It's in Chile and Argentina, and it can mimic just like I, th- I think just about any plant it grows or, or any yeah it's a vine it, mm-hmm. anything any kind of tree or plant it grows off of it mimics the size shape color orientation even the veins of the host's leaves. Wow, it's detailed. Mm-hmm. And um, um. Even if it is like removed from the plant, let's hear, let's hear. When a single vine was associated with multiple tree species, it was able to sequentially mimic these different hosts. Oh, like as fast as it was put on them, maybe, or a little bit. Yeah. So if it was growing across like three plants, like it would have different leaves for each plant is growing across. Oh, so at the same time. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Um, it's also observed when the vine was not even in contact with the host. I don't know how they did that. It was like, hey, it looked like an oak tree. And it just looks like <laughs> an oak tree. Like, I don't know how they did that. Um, 
but they're they don't really know how it's able to do this because it's not like it has like eyes or anything. Yeah. they're thinking it ha- it might be uh you know it's like um like chemicals um particles like, it like picks in the up air on chemicals yeah almost next like to? almost like an olfactory kind of way like yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that makes sense because it wouldn't have to be touching whatever. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. And, you know, on an evolutionary sense, it, this plant's able to mimic its surroundings. So um, the main herbivores that eat these vines are weevils and leaf beetles. Mm-hmm. And they both rely on their vision and smell. So if it looks like the plant, then they might not eat it as much. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Somehow, if we could combine this and the Gek skin, you could like <laughs> stick to things and nobody would know that you were there. Maybe, yeah. Stick to all the trees. Right. You could look like everything. Problems are over. Mm-hmm. Start with That'd make my day. Tiring. Get Alzheimer's <laughs> later. You're set. What's with the Alzheimer's jokes? I don't know. I forgot that I made them. <laughs> Didn't Bob Hoskins have Alzheimer's before he died? He, no, he was, was Parkinson's. Parkinson's, I think. Yeah. I also Bob heard he Hoskins had Alzheimer's. Died, yeah. Alzheimer's. Double whammy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you wouldn't remember one of them. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe both. I know, that was sad. Meh. He was a good actor. Oh, okay. Not as sad as Egon. Wait, Bob Hoskins. Was he, he was me w- and yeah, Hook? Yeah. He died? He died, yeah. yeah. Who he framed Roger Rabbit? Right. To, to yesterday or today, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Pretty recently. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Oh, what, yeah. yeah. Dude, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I have it on DVD. Stick around. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, Worst Life. movie ever. I'd it's rather watch Waking Life than Mario Brothers. All right. So next time you go for a bad movie, just put in Waking Life. Okay. One of my good friends, um, the other day, is like, "Oh my gosh, have you guys seen Waking Life?" Like, you are totally making this. No, up. I'm he's not. Look at him. He's like trying to get me to watch no, it. No, he's like, you yeah. got what friend? His name is Shane. Okay. Whatever. So yeah. Made up Hi, here. Shane. <laughs> And Shane was like, yeah, we need to have like a waking life party. Like we just need to all get together and hang out and watch that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's that That's good. That's how good it is. Okay. Like you don't have like some other kind of movie party. Yeah, what? <laughs> a okay. Super Mario Brothers party. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have a Super Mario Brothers party and watch that movie, do you? You just kind of throw it on in the background and get drunk. I yeah. love or that movie. <laughs> I think that movie's awesome. Like, you it's like jump it's on your couch yeah. and then on your floor. Don't get, me <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's horrible, but I love it. It is horrible. Yeah. It came out when I was a kid, and like I don't yeah. remember. I only saw like parts of it. I don't, I don't even know if I even saw the whole way through. You have to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Preferably on some sort of illegal substance. And then wasn't like Nick Leguizamo? Uh, yeah. John. Le- John Leguizamo Le- 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 yeah. or whatever He's the fuck. He's Luigi, right? He's Luigi. Leguizamo? Leguizamo. Leguizamo? Yeah. That sounds right. What's the fourth letter you picture in Leguizamo? And Dennis you? Hopper was yeah. Koopa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to jump from plants to the brain. And that's the segue. <laughs> <laughs> so scientists have found less myelin in the neocortex. And they're wondering if that could be the future of the brain. We've talked about myelin on this podcast before, and I tried to compare it to like the rubber covering around a cable and then got told that was incorrect by Reno. It's sort of, it's like a covering uh, around, um, let's see what part of the nerve is it? The axon. So you have two nerves that um, connect and then messages get sent down the axon, which is like the cable. The myelin sheath around it is... I think it's kind of like a fatty tissue, but it helps strengthen the connection. 
Okay. Whereas like, you know, so the, it's not insulating it. Right. It's not insulating. It's, it's actually, um, it's creating it like a, a stronger connection. And, um, mm -hmm. so, so it's not like, <laughs> so it doesn't say like myelin the electrical insulating material in the yeah. body long known to be essential for fast transmission of so impulses along the axon of nerve cells so yes maybe right. maybe it insulates it, it. no yeah. okay how about this maybe it's like when you um uh i don't know when you smooth out a hill and go sled down it or whatever like the snow is <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> trying to think of something. obviously now, someone has go not from? gone sledding before no like oh you gosh. if you make something like you like what, what do you like, like spray wd-40 on yeah. your sled what? i don't know i've never been so sledding smooth, I was trying no, to no, think no. she said smooth <laughs> out the hill so apparently <laughs> smoothing out the hill it's like totally like marlin okay well anyway like, i don't know like, what it's like the, it, instead of taking a lift ticket like you will go up there you like pat the snow on the way up or something and then <laughs> no, you slide back down it there a smooth sport it? where they like oh like a basketball floor like they polish it so that people can that has nothing to do with faster some shit i don't know like something close there's no hills in basketball. No crying in baseball. Okay, There's well, no I'm hills in to, baseball. I'm trying to figure out how it can insulate it and make better transmission. And I was trying to compare it to, like, if you have a smoother whatever, then you can go faster on it. There is something. Not necessarily. You need traction. If it's smooth, like then a, you have like the proper traction. Pavement? Like, I don't know. Like, the, like the final layer of asphalt that they put on a road? Maybe. As long as there's a Clearly hill. Clearly, I hadn't the, thought the, the analogy through, but, you yeah. know, it's fine. Uh, is there a hill on this road? <laughs> well, we'll be smoothing it out. If we can smooth it out, then yeah. we're good. <laughs> gotcha. All right, so, anyways. Okay, now you have to do this one. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, like, for the past, what, 160 years? I don't know. I'm um, helping you out. <laughs> um,. Neuroanatomy has said that, okay, well, um, axons that have myelin sheaths, the signals are stronger and, and work better. Mm -hmm. Now they're finding in parts of the brain that deal with like higher cognitive stuff that there's um, like gaps in between the myelin sheaths. Um, and the, um, a lot of these high functioning areas have bigger and bigger gaps and less myelin sheath. Mm -hmm. Yet they're doing, this, these are um, neurons that are responsible for more complicated, um, higher level stuff only found in humans. And they're thinking that um, with, basically with all the myelin sheaths, that they can't, if, the, if an axon has that myelin sheath, that it's not able to make new and more connections. It's kind of like cemented in. Yeah. So it's like you got that, that top layer so of it's asphalt. it's insulated? Is that what that is? <laughs> Shut like up. <laughs> So, but in these, um, in these parts of the brain, I can't remember what part of the brain it said. Maybe you've got too much myelin in there. I got too much myelin in the right way. Um, that they're, they're making lots of newer connections and there's multiple connections so they, they can't have that much, as much myelin sheath because it like get in the way. Yeah. It's like, it's if you know you're going to like, no, <laughs> I, I like our, I like our road analogy. Like if you're going to, if you know you're going to have to make a new on-ramp or add a new yeah, lane. You don't want to seal it. Yeah. You don't want to say you're just going to be wrecking it. Uh, okay. Anyways. The interesting thing too, is that, um, certain diseases are associated with like deteriorating myelin sheaths, like MS and schizophrenia and I think Alzheimer's, right? Might be. I think that was one of the ones that was mentioned. Alzheimer's everywhere. Schizophrenia. Maybe just MS and schizophrenia. Um, but, you know, so I guess if you don't have enough, it could be really devastating. But mm -hmm. in the right places, if you have an open connection where things can fire more quickly, then you're good. Always looking for that connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it good. Um, 
So speaking of the brain and how it works, mm-hmm. this is more my domain now, all the psychological stuff. And I thought... He's <laughs> <laughs> thinking of Seinfeld. I mean, no, oh, wait, what? He's like your domain, like master of your domain. Oh, right. The, yeah. <laughs> Queen Back of the castle. Back to my stiffness. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, all the psychology things about the brain, that's the part that I like. And so this article is asking, why are we spiteful? What what's the biological advantage to being spiteful? Because it's one? awesome. You know, and well, that's the interesting thing is that <laughs> so you even many harder. people have that attitude, and it's sort of hard to explain why. I so will cut my nose off. They to spite my face. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that that uh, quote. We'll do it. I will do it. But that's a famous quote, and it's saying how damaging spite can be. Like people. Not if you have an ugly nose, then you might be doing yourself a favor. What if? Then it's not damaging. It's yeah. awesome because okay. now you don't have an ugly nose. Yeah, on but your now face. you can't smell beautiful roses. Fuck that spite. Okay, well, <laughs> that quote <laughs> is famous because it shows how damaging spite can be. Spite really hurts you more than anybody else. No, it doesn't. It does. I always feel better after I spite someone. I think you're thinking of Sprite. That's the lemon lime drink. <laughs> no, I quit soda back in February. Remember? Now you get to quit spite too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they give examples like if your neighbor complains about how loud it is and you turn up your music or... How is that damaging? That makes the music louder. It's awesome. I'm just reading stuff out (laughs) here, you know. That's not damaging. Or like, um, I guess sometimes at restaurants that take forever to get into, people who already have a table will stay forever even after they paid their bill just to be like, ha ha, you can't have my table yet to everyone who's on the waiting list. Things like that. But they're not losing out. It's not hurting them. They get to sit at a comfortable table. But think about like how much hate you're incurring, or at least like yeah. petty annoyance from other people, like hundreds of people. But you sometimes. have to care about other people to worry about. Well, that. you don't. We don't have Aspergers, all of us. You know, I mean, just, true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, oh look, you're getting pissed. Ha 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 ha. And I think actually, like if people are on the spectrum, they wouldn't necessarily be spiteful because spite still requires that you care what people think of you. Like you are trying to piss them off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't want to do that if you had Asperger's, but anyway. Yeah. Um, no, I guess I'm just a dick. There's, there's <laughs> I'm not spiteful, like I'm just a dick. I thought you were a dolphin. I yeah. I'm not too. <laughs> you're a shark. We, we took, took a, a we personality took a quiz. Yeah, right. And I'm yeah. an octopus. And apparently I Reno and I switched that day. <laughs> what were you? Oh, that's right. I was a yeah. shark. Uh-huh. And I was a dolphin. <laughs> Aren't I the guy that has like the biggest problem with the whole dolphin rape thing? Yeah, and then that's I get why dolphin. Was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, what? 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 I'm a rapist. Okay. What? You're a spiteful rapist. <laughs> spiteful rapist. Still only in the ocean. <laughs> like, oh man. I learned a lot about my personality <laughs> yesterday, people. Yeah. <laughs> well, so anyways. Reen was a shark. I guess that goes with your blue fin hair. Yeah, I do have yeah. a blue fin hair. Yeah. yeah. Blue fin tuna. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Reno Tuna Gorman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll call him Albacore from now on. <laughs> Don't do that. It's Alby for Alba Gorman. Gorman. How about that? Alba Al- Gorman. Yeah. Alba Gorman. <laughs> oh my God, this is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and your host, Albert Gorman. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, yeah. going Where back to we? the spiteful article, um, the emotion hasn't been studied very much. And so uh, this guy and a bunch of his colleagues asked 1,200 people to rank certain statements like, I would be willing to take a punch if it meant someone I did not like would receive two punches, things like that. 
and say like how strongly you agreed with those things to find out how spiteful these people are basically did or they actually deliver the punches i don't think so wait that's salt talk that's fucking talk. stupid you can just walk up to someone you hate and punch them twice and not get punched it's cut out the middleman yeah like why would you have to like that's that's I fucking they're just saying like the name of science you, yeah no, if you that's had the re- choice, would you do this? That's not science. So that that's stupid. If that was the only way you could punish Especially somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so they also had all the participants take a bunch of personality tests, probably more complicated than the shark, dolphin, octopus <laughs> one, you know, probably, to gauge how aggressive or how hey, agreeable hey, they were. Hey, I always make people smile. Yeah. Just always. like a dolphin, and then you rape them. But in fact, both of you were smiling at this moment. This is true. Uh, yeah. yeah? I'm smiling at a spite, though. <laughs> I have a spite. It's a shark smile. Oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Right before the kill. Yep. Whatever. I'll just beat you with my nose. That I cut well, off. You cut despite it off. my face. What are you do now? Yeah. I'll just bottle. hold it in my yeah. hand and beat and it with bottle, it. Smash the nose. <laughs> like a bar fight. Anyways. All right. So basically, the results of this study show that some people's personalities make them more prone to being spiteful. Traits like aggressiveness and callousness are closely linked to spite. So as being a male? Well, I That's what it says. Men tend to be more spiteful than women. But I don't know how that can be because I think spite is sort of like a petty emotion and women tend to be more like, I'm going to get back at you. Like men don't really, you know... Not according to NPR. I guess. What do they know? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, even though I'm joking around, I'm not really spiteful. Like, I'll beat the shit out of someone if they piss me off. But that's but not a spite. That's, that's not a spite. Kind of like, what that's I mean, though. It's like, just like with guys, it tends like, to be like, okay, it, well, this is logic. This, then this. With yeah, women, it's if you're like, if you're fucking with me so much that I want to cut off my nose, I'm just going to beat you up. Or like cut off the nose and beat yeah. you up with the nose. Yeah, I'll beat you with my <laughs> nose that I cut off or something. You know, I like I, I'm not really beat you up, but you can see where I'm going with it. It's just like I'll just handle the issue. I'm not going to be spiteful yeah. about it. I don't know if I'm spiteful or not. Like sometimes when I'm driving, if someone cuts me off and then they get cut off, then I'm like, that's what you get. Like right yeah. now, but do you cut them off like, just out of spite. But yeah. I don't cut them off. Like, but, if, you like know, right now, you know, like yeah, I, I feel a young male. Yeah, right. I feel our neighbor's subwoofer in our floor. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to start doing jumping jacks. Maybe you should. Yeah. Why? It says <coughs> more research might also reveal when spitefulness is actually productive. Yeah, like, I think it could be sometimes. Well, like they, they, they get the example so? of like boycotting. Like when you boycott right. something, you're doing something out of spite. Like, yeah, I would like to buy a TV from Sony, but fuck Sony, so I'm just not gonna buy the TV. <laughs> you just yeah, made you like every Xbox fan in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, I would say like 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 uh, like a boycott isn't spiteful. Like, what about the Chick Fil A thing when people who were right, like they might really like their like chicken sandwiches, but they're not stopping. Gonna eat. I wouldn't call that spite. I would call that. No, I guess it's spite. Well, it's it's spite different than like you could you can boycott it just privately and be like I'm not going to go there anymore, or you could like picket line in front of them. I think that's what they're well, saying. Well, I don't like, that shop. Is I don't shop at Guitar Center anymore. I don't think this is out of spite. It's just that they try to fuck me over, so it's like now nah, I'm good. I like Maybe Mitch they're Hed- spiteful. <laughs> I like Mitch Hedberg's joke about um, picketing. He's like, I'm against I'm against picketing. I just don't know how to show it. <laughs> Oh, that guy's so awesome. So anyways, yeah, awesome. men are more spiteful Still than is. women. Beyond the grave. Younger adults are more spiteful than older adults. And they also said um, they didn't really know how to analyze this data yet. You know, if this person is like two points aggressive, this person's five points aggressive, what does that mean? How different are they really? What do we do with these numbers? Um, more of a color, really. Yeah. <laughs> 
What's your aggressiveness? Blue. Oh man, that's like that's, a four. That's like it, yeah. <laughs> Yellow. So that'd be like a two. Oh man. <laughs> if they figure out what to do with this data, they could better diagnose personality disorders like borderline personality disorders. I don't know what that would be. Oppositional disorders. Means you almost disorders. have you almost have a personality like you're disorder. Almost a sociopath. Is that what that I'm means? almost a sociopath. I almost have a personality. <laughs> I'm borderline but personality. Like, spitefulness is a symptom of both of those things. So that's interesting. That is me. I have Asperger's, so I am borderline personality. You do not have Asperger's. We, you've been saying that every episode since we started the fucking podcast. Now all of a sudden, episode twenty-one. Oh yeah, yeah. a lot of people. Hey guys, just kidding. A lot of a lot of people who <laughs> seem you. to be a certain way are really nice people underneath. What? Yeah. yeah. And nah. speaking of people that might have personality disorders, um, have you ever seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas or Ready I the Hundred Tops and Books? I you tried to get me to watch it, and quite honestly. Here's the thing, and I know you're trying oh to God. go into some scientific scientific bullshit that no, don't make me gone. Yeah. Um, whenever there's something that's really big like that, I usually shy away from it. Like out when of spite? No, not out of spite. <laughs> like I remember, everyone everyone kept raving about Donnie Darko. It's a good movie. It See right there, boom, boom. Everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh my God, Donnie Darko!" And they start like jacking themselves off about how awesome it is. Gotta maximize stiffness. Donnie yeah, Darko. they do. They maximize their <laughs> stiffness. <laughs> and then I saw it, and I didn't think it was anything special. And this has happened more and more, like on so many occasions, where I finally see something like, like everyone would rave about Clerks. Oh, that's not the same and then kind I saw of rave, though. And have, then you seen, I, have you seen the animated miniseries? Horrible. I used to have it on Hilarious. DVD. I used to have it on DVD. I couldn't stand it. Give it to me. I used to have uh-huh. it on DVD. You we call those away. listening you skills. That's what it was. I sold it to Dimple like years ago for like fifty cents. Yeah, yeah. And they're gonna sell it for like twenty bucks. Damn it. Yeah, yeah like, sure this, is, this is a long time ago. But I bought them all on DVD. I thought that it was terrible. Like, and the movie Clerks, I didn't think was Barney. that special. <laughs> you know, but everyone raves about it. And I'm just like, meh. So I, like, with, when it comes to Fear and Loathing, everyone's raved about it so much. I'm like, I'm not going to enjoy it. Not because I'm being spiteful, because it doesn't live up to the expectation that yeah. I've been, that's been, like, molded into me, you know? That's what happened. Like everyone just thought Donnie Darko was the greatest thing in the world. And I saw. I was like, "This is not the greatest thing in the world." It wasn't bad. It was good. Just, yeah. Just it was an it. okay movie, but it wasn't as good as the, what my expectations were based upon everyone's reaction. Well, it doesn't have to be like the best movie you've ever seen, but the but people treat it like it is. It was like, "Ah, Donnie Darko is the best well, thing well, ever I mean, fucking made." But blah, 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 blah. anyone's ever said like, "This is so great." You, have you know, to you watch. said the same thing about Labyrinth too. Yeah, it was I love fucking that movie. horrible. David Bowie. I mean, you know, with his package. Piece. Yeah, dude, do? it sucks. Maximize stiffness. <laughs> he, right. No, his was pretty flaccid at that point. Well, that's why you had to maximize the stiffness, the appearance of the stiffness with the codpiece. That Not movie was crap. Anyway, okay, okay Fear and Loathing. So what about it? Basically, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Okay. This. Oh. No, no, go for it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So Ralph Steadman. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah. Who? Um. I think it's Ralphaha Steadman. <laughs> No. I'm gonna say who he is like right Ralph now. Ralph Steadman. Yeah. Who? Insulated. Right. Okay. Who? What? Huh? Insulated. Yeah. We talked. I'm about gonna bring that up all the time now. <laughs> Fuck. I'm just gonna like randomly text. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so he's mostly known for the surreal illustrations that he drew to accompany Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Okay. Right. Among so other the book. Yeah. Among other Hunter Thompson books. And I'm sure the movie was you know based a lot on his illustrations, but anyway. Um, 
he's also done like um, drawings of birds and he's also done political caricatures and he's done some um, commercial illustration as well for like wine and beer labels and things like that. Um, but he's in a documentary called For No Good Reason, which is named after one of Hunter S. Thompson's sayings. Um, and they go over the fact that he's such a nice guy and his drawings are completely disturbing looking. There's lots of, um, the, the faces are sort of disfigured and all of the lines are kind of like drifting away from the figures into these ink blots. Looks like people are just sort of disintegrating or maybe like they're so crazy that they're falling apart. And it's just like a really interesting psychological, um, you know. What's going on over there? Nothing. I need my phone's like almost dead. What kind of phone is it? It's, it's an a iPhone. It's a three though. We it's have a three. Yeah. iPhone four works. It's the iPhone fives that are different. The ours are fives. Yeah. Son of a bitch. What, what about my black charger? For, that's a Windows phone charger. What about your iPod charger? Uh, oh, that, that's down there too. Just it'll be a 3D the print and draw one. Excuse us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're having technical Mike. difficulties. It's okay. we don't, we hey, excuse Mike. <laughs> well, you're telling me about the article. Now you're like, oh, fuck you. Well, you're going to turn around and get the iPod charger. It's right in that tray. Oh, here we go. This is how guys look for things. I don't see it. It's not in the tray. <laughs> hey. It's on the ground. It's true. We're all it's exactly the same, yes. You are. You're all spiteful. <laughs> you do it to spite and me. And our youth. Right. See, he's not going to find it. So anyways, just keep on right, talking so about seven. Okay, so his drawings are really psychologically disturbing looking, but he's such a nice, normal guy, and that's why they wanted to interview him and, and figure out you know, where these ideas come from. And they said, how do you create your pieces? And what he does is he just lets these little ink blots strip onto the paper and sort I of go back. from there. Oh, good. Please don't excuse Mike anymore. He's back. And so he creates these drawings based on the, the little like smudges that, you know, he randomly puts mm -hmm. on the paper. Um, but there's got to be more to it than that, because I don't think anyone who's completely normal and happy go lucky as they make him appear to be. Mm -hmm. That's why his art is like that. That's his outlet like that. to yeah, get exactly. rid of it. Like, Pro that's why he that's why he's so nice is because he yeah. just draws it out, probably. Well, that's the thing. Like, I have tons and tons of. What if he had one of those 3D pens and oh he like God. did like splotches of 3D in the air? Yeah, splotches of 3D, <laughs> 3D splotches. So well, awesome. like I have all my little anger issues and negative outlook and all that shit like that. That's why you I play in a punk rock band. Yeah, you swim the open seas as a dolphin. Yeah, so when I come back, I'm more like people. When I get done playing a gig or practicing, <laughs> I come home and I'm more dolphin-like. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, so, so they, that's why his art's all fucked up. Well, but there there are a few things that happen to him, and they don't even seem that bad. Really, they don't go into it very much. But um, he said maybe it comes from distrusting authority at an early age because he had an abusive headmaster at his school. I don't know how abusive they're talking. I mean, that could be all kinds of things. Um, and then he got to America, he's British, he got to America in 1970 during the protest against the Vietnam War, spiteful, spiteful. So, you know, there's a couple things in his background that would allow him to draw stuff like that, but it's just interesting how a person could appear one way and then they could create something that's totally different. So I thought that was really cool. Definitely. Yeah, they have tried to make um, video of his art like, um, and they've also tried to film him doing it to see mm -hmm. the process, you know? So the guy who made the documentary set up this camera at um, Ralph Sedman's desk 
and basically whenever the artist draws, he pushes a button and then the camera starts recording and then it shows like the whole process, you know, um, it's cool. I have a special collector's edition of Fear and Loathing Las Vegas and it shows him mm. like um, writing and drawing like Fear and Loathing and he just like, he just, like yeah. flops ink on there and just starts like scribbling and scratching and to make the, the font and stuff for the, the script, it's pretty cool. It's really cool to draw that way. I've done mm. that a couple of times. I've had to do it in college and I've tried to do it on my own because really I'm very organized, methodical mm -hmm. with my art. So it's nice sometimes to do that. And I think maybe that might be one of the keys is where you're just like, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to try to construct it a certain way. I'm just going to like, you know, mm -hmm. and then everything else probably just comes right out after that. That's interesting. We need to get this guy a 3D pen though. I know. Mm. Oh my be really awesome. Crazy. All right, we just got two more articles for you here. <laughs> um, <sighs> this one. <sighs> what, this one is awesome, all right? This is about love, something everyone can understand, unless you have Asperger's. <laughs> See? There you go. Mike, you're married. I might remind you. you know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Out of spite. You're stuck with me. So. <laughs> forever. There's or at least until you get a good lawyer. Yeah. Well, maybe you all die despite you. And then the Wait, don't you have you right. have life insurance? <laughs> That's right, I have life yeah, insurance. So Do you have life insurance? Once upon a time, I, I like did. how I have the. He has the more dangerous job, and he doesn't mm. have life insurance. I took out my life insurance policy to do yoga teacher training. Oh my to pay gosh. for that. Yeah. I was I was worth like eight hundred dollars. I was worth like like come on guys. <laughs> I was worth no a quarter doubt. of a million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was worth a quarter of a million. So what happens if you die? Well, not anymore. <laughs> so how do we kill you? No, <laughs> it was through my company. Yeah. And I so got laid off. Them. Guess what? Don't have it anymore. Wait, when did you get laid off? I got laid this off back in 2009. Oh, okay. And then he got yeah. another title uh, job and then he got the warehouse job. So, yeah. 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 I don't know what I'm worth. Well, I know what I'm worth. I don't know what they yeah. think I'm Nina, worth. <laughs> if I had died, Nina or whoever was next, and at one point it was my parents, and then it was Nina. Dexter. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, we didn't have Dexter at the time, but Nina would have gotten a quarter of a million bucks. Yeah. I know. And she didn't kill me. It's a lot of That's how I know she's the one. 3D pens. Yeah. 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 That's how you test. I would have killed either of you for a quarter million dollars. <laughs> No, uh, that's, that's fucked up. I'd just kill yeah. you out of spite. <laughs> I'm a shark. I do that shit. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a shark. You would the, do that. Yes, you are. are shit. Those I don't know how you're talking right now. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah, see? Totally. Surveys are not bullshit. I think people, if they're... Those surveys are bullshit. Okay, the ones that are like, who's your favorite celebrity? Like, that's bullshit. But if they ask things like, you know, personality type Who is your favorite celebrity? Johnny Depp, obviously. I just watched the Transcendence movie the other day. What's that? What is that? Are oh you my kidding God. me? I can't what take the fuck? list on my we're gonna, No, we're going to talk about it in another podcast. It'll be like an entire episode. No, I mean, no. I, I have to watch another movie. I have to watch Waking Life. I know, dude. Transcendence is a new one that just came out. Uh, so I then saw it like, in the theaters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, whoa. Yeah. Look at that. It's crazy. Yeah. We'll talk about it later, though. Right. I'm not going to watch it out of spite. <laughs> So there's this anthropologist named Helen Fisher. She's also written a few books on love and how it love. works and why people are so, why it's so important to people. And there's this TED talk that she does about um, some of the research she's done on love and what happens to your brain when you fall in love and why love is so addicting. It's like my brain is jacking off. 
Well, <laughs> uh, kind of because it does spray dopamine all, right, <laughs> all over your, your reptilian it maintains uh, stiffness. Or, yeah, or yeah. The reptilian part of your brain. Right. It's like geckos, but stickier. <laughs> no, I thought that was interesting. It's not part of like the uh, prefrontal cortex or anything. It's like it's not a conscious. Right. It's, yeah. It's like below like emotional thought. It's just like almost like an automatic reflex. That part mm-hmm. is interesting because everyone thinks of love as being emotional, and we've like changed or, our. Uh, or only like something that humans experience, but yeah, she made a point that like um, out you know in nature, even like, sharks can love. Even sharks can love. There's yeah. hope for you yet, Reno. <laughs> sharks love their dinner. That's it. <laughs> I'm just looking for the one out there. What yeah. do you really think about tuna? <laughs> I love tuna. There yeah. you go. All Let's right. see right there. He loves. <laughs> God, that's so awesome. It's tuna. true. Anyways. No, 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 no. Anyways, we'll keep... No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting how the dopamine chemical is sprayed on your brain. And that that's the one... Um, what is it? Like it... <laughs> Mike's acting it out over there. Well, it's a microphone. What the fuck you want me to do? <laughs> no, I just... That's why I had to... No, don't do that. Oh, my God. Anyways. So, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. You just heard me jerk off a microphone. <laughs> Should I edit that out of the podcast? No, it's fine. I think it's already bad enough with everything else we're saying. All it's, right, go it's ahead. Fine. Um, anyway, so your <laughs> so your brain gets sprayed with dopamine. What, like when you fall in love? But also, if someone breaks literally up with you, sprayed, like yeah. it's yeah. just like it gets coated. only like a small part. Like right, it's, it's not like so drenched. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah, you know, it's like also when you do cocaine, the same thing happens. It's the same re- chemical reaction. Yeah. Well, so I've fallen in love a whole bunch then. <laughs> Yeah. I'm kidding. That means you I have to fall in love like, you know, only 15 minutes at a time and then have like some. Yeah. Coke yeah. doesn't last long for me, so I don't really do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, That's now that that part's in there too. Ta-da. Anyways, Hi, mother-in-law. She's not going to listen to this <laughs> no, one. No, I'm, I'm kidding but anyway. The, the interesting thing was she too. She listen to the episode entitled Stiffness Maximized. No. <laughs> Her loss. <laughs> When when someone breaks up with you, you feel more in love with them usually, and it's like because um, you're not getting your spray on. The, well, no, because the <laughs> dopamine chemical is what's responsible for like making you want things and like yeah, it's, like, rewa- it's the reward. That's what it was. Just trying to think of that. So if you're not getting what you want, then you're like chemically structured to try harder. So, so wait, you continue get to spray with dopamine to be like wait. Oh, go so after the spray person. goes up when you get dumped. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you love a person. There's, she's saying that you. There's, so you get dumped you in your brain. Yeah, like you love like them harder and you want them more when you can have them. Maximizing yeah. your stiffness. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> love them harder and harder. But it makes sense and harder. It's, it's like a, a mechanism to make you um, like not get defeated too easily. Unfortunately, you can't like make somebody love you or want to be with you. <laughs> Just spray dopamine on them. Well, I guess you could, like, if you get in their brain. And, just like hold still. I'm just going to crack your skull for a second. Just <laughs> lean back. I'll go right up your nose. Yeah. Yeah. That's or just give him a Coke. Right. Yeah. Or maybe you can like construct one of those nano robots. There you go. Of dopamine. Yeah. <laughs> Put it right in their brain. Dopabots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. They even found like with animals, like they. <coughs> There's a difference between like they'll they'll mate they might mate with different animals but they'll prefer like a specific mm-hmm. one like you know like a, a chimpanzee will might um, 
prefer like a, another chimpanzee or versus what well, no versus like a particular sleep, chimpanzee. yeah versus just sleeping with any other chimpanzee yeah. like they'll have a favorite that they, they love and they yeah. see this across like virtually all species that all species will have like a favorite or one that they love one that they get more dopamine from yeah yeah mm-hmm. which is interesting if you think about if you think about love like on a chemical level and like how do you react to somebody biologically and then that is really what's affecting a lot of your opinion of them or like i'm so attracted to so and so because you know whatever that's what it is that's where it starts it's interesting Mm -hmm. it's in your brain so if you're like brain dead then it's not so you're not really heartbroken then you're i think there's more to it than just (laughs) your brain but that's a component of it you're not heartbroken you're brain damaged (laughs) yeah yeah. yes yeah my brain's been damaged Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, wait, let's wrap this shit the fuck up. Hurry up. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been six degrees <laughs> of rumination. I thought you had one more article. No, no, no that's no, it. No. That's it. I thought that's you said it. you had We're two. We're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. I thought we had two, but yeah. it was a lie. Insulated. I hope I didn't. Um, well, dare you. I was going to say heartbroken, but uh, brain damage. Damage your brain. It's bra- damaged my brain. <laughs> Couldn't think of the word. <laughs> How could you damage my brain like that? Anyways, uh, yeah, like Reno said, this has uh, been Six Degrees Rumination with Nina Boyd. Reno Alba Cormi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Alba Corman. Alba Corman. I don't know my Reno love. Alba Cori. What the <laughs> fuck is Make that? whatever the hell he wants, I guess. <laughs> my name's Reno Alba Corby. <laughs> Sharks aren't good with multiple syllables. Oh, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 that's yeah. it. <laughs> And producer Mike, good night. Good night, everyone.